<laughs> that's that's for private moments when you're alone. Shh. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna push. I'm gonna push the button. So clean it up, bud. I'm good. Almost done. Welcome to the Rebel Alliance Prison Room Podcast. We are here to podcast about anything and everything Star Wars with you. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R-A-B-R Johansson.us. That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at R-A-B-R-K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. And now, it's time to talk Star Wars. I am Kyle John Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say hello. Hello. I don't know where Andrew went. Hello. hello. So we got Rick. There he is. Oh, he, he, he fell asleep. We got Rick here today, too. Um, so we got a full house. Today, we're going to review Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 12. And a little bit later, we'll do some... Uh, Mandoverse stuff too. Uh, so this one's called the Out- Outpost. Um, we're going to discuss uh, some news, which we're just going to continue talking about the uh, the at ats. There's like I was telling Scott last week. There's like six or seven different types, and we went through a couple of them last week. So Rick, you might listen to the first part to catch up on those. But um, and then we'll do a detailed recap of the episode. And go for some questions and thoughts about the episode. All right. So that means we're going to start out with the news. It's time for the news. All right. Um, and just for anybody's uh, reference, all these uh, news type of things, they have a link in the, on the web page under the exact um, show. In the show notes, we have the cast members' links, too, to their IMDb um, pages as well. So the first thing, um, we're talk- like, again, we're, again, we're talking about the AT-ATs, which are armored transport, no, all-terrain armored transports. Um, that's what it stands for. And today's is called the First Order Armored Transport. Um uh, the, the, the manufactured in Kuwait, of course, which is one of the main manufacturing. Um, and it was obviously commissioned by the First Order. Uh, it's hey, close sounds, to the. That sounds something like Kuwait. It does. Um, and I think they changed the name a little bit to make it so it wasn't Kuwait, but yeah. Um, uh, so, yes, this was the same type of model that was used. Previously, the, uh, the Galactic War or Galactic Empire's ATA, um, the uh, the First Orders has bigger 
uh, mega caliber uh, guns. It says larger all-terrain mega caliber six guns, um, which we saw during the battle crate. We you know where Luke Skywalker's standing there and he says, more, more, fire more. Those were those guns, um, not the one that was on the ground that was cracking the, the door open, but those things. Uh, they they featured increased armor and a boarding ramp under its chin, um, which is interesting. Uh, in place of the heavy laser cannons, uh, there was pr the primary cannons were mounted on the sides of the head instead of um, underneath. Uh, there's okay for docking that could be, okay. That's weird. I, I don't. I, they're so tall that I don't know how you could. Uh, Get a ramp. That's kind of long because, as we talked about before, the uh, the length um, from front to back um, is twenty four meters, width is ten meters, and the height is twenty two. So it's almost as tall as it is long. Um, and it has uh, this one in particular has one gunner, a pilot, and a commander who is, I guess, you know. Observing, kind of like what you see when you see in a construction site. There's always one guy Sounds standing good. around giving orders. Um, supervisor. Exactly. So there. So that's the, that's one of them. Um, like I said, it, it appeared. We saw that in the uh, um, the second uh, sequel movie, um, the Death of Skywalker. No, that's not what it was called. All right. So the the next one we're going to talk about is called an R train. All-terrain armored cargo transport. What? And they're abbreviated ATAACT. Um, it was a larger version of the standard uh, transport um, combat walker, but it also featured a dedicated cargo bed to transport heavy building materials or other combat munitions. So this is more of a uh, you know uh, a semi or a train on the rail or whatever. Um, this one is uh, quite a bit bigger. Length is 34 meters. Height is 31. Maximum speed is 50 kph, which I think that's kilometers in Star Wars, but I don't know. I don't know what they would call it. Let's see. Something per yeah, kilometers per hour is what they call it. Um, it's got shielding. Uh, to protect the cargo, I assume. Um, two heavy laser cannons. Um, this one has a pilot, and uh, there's a commander, a gunner, and a loadmaster to possibly load, like uh, you know, missiles or or whatever. Um, it can hold up up to ten passengers if needed. Um, cargo capacity is five hundred and fifty cubic meters. Um, allowing many thousands of metric tons of raw material. Uh, dedicated magnetic shielded cargo container, um, which, you know, we remember in, uh, I think it was first Star Wars when, uh, when uh, they got in a trash compactor and they shot the, the gun and it, he said, don't do it, it's magnetically charged. So the bullet doesn't really do anything but bounce around. Mm -hmm. Um so it's it's basically a defense against uh, laser kind of weapons. Um, I would assume if it's a bigger laser weapon, it might not have as big an effect. But 
Um, and it had an electromagnetic, electromagnetic tensor field around it. Uh, it was used in the uh, Galactic Imperial Army, Imperial Engineers, uh, Imperial Navy, Logistics Corp. Um, let's see. This one was different. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show my screen because I, I didn't show you on the last one. I'm going to show you my screen. This one's a little different. It's kind of almost the body is, is closer to a triangle-ish. Uh, Share screen. Where's my screen? Can't see it very well because it's not that. Well, let me try to zoom in. Let's see. Hmm. Oh, goes over there. Went away. That's it right there. You can see it. Uh, it's kind of darker because it's got heavier armor. But this is the uh, it's door for cargo. Uh, normally, they don't have a side entrance. It's either at the, so, at the top or through the bottom. So there's a ramp in the in a in the nose. That was the other one that we were talking about. Oh. And it. And it doesn't really show where that ramp is, so I, you know, showing you a picture wouldn't make any sense. Um, so that's that one. Uh, like I said, the uh, magnetic shields proved uh, resistance to weapons, uh, like from X wings and U wings. Uh, These were the, uh, they say that they were using these um, during the uh, Rogue One um, on Scarif when they were, uh, you know, trying to steal the Death Star plans. Mm -hmm. uh, these were seen there. Um, that's about it. Uh, Rebel soldiers. I'm going to continue to share my screen. The, the next one is called an all-terrain open transport and you can see let me zoom this picture in some see if you can see it better it is um lower to the ground obviously uh scroll over please um and um presumably stuff you would put stuff on top of it um but there's there is room inside so um that's too big like a deuce and a half. Yeah, see, that's it right there. And it looks like there's a big wow. cannon down here at the bottom. Um, that's a lot of mechanical stuff to go wrong. Well, yeah, see, there's, it's got four legs on one side, so that means there's eight legs compared to the ones we've seen before that only had four. Um, 100%? No. So, again, it was manufactured in Kuwait. Uh, da 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 it's only 14.3 meters long, maximum speed of 55 kilometers per hour. Um, they don't tell the height here at all, so, but you can obviously see it's, it's not, not as high as the other ones. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, a lot of the guns and things are really close to the ground looking compared to what we've seen. Mm -hmm. And this was used by pretty much everyone. This was around for quite a while. Obviously, the abbreviation was ATOT um, for open transport. Um, 
Commerce Guild used this a lot, it says on Fallujah, to, uh, it says one thing they did was use it to contaminate water supplies. That's not nice, is it? Um, here's another picture of it from the top. It looks a little different. The red kind of makes it hard to see. It's fuzzy now, but looks a little different on top, too. Um, yeah, it looks like it's... They printed it up, too. Um, it says uh, they were seen in the Revenge of the Sith um, on Fallujah, like I said earlier. Um, of course, a lot of these things were seen more in... Uh, the video game stuff. So we have a lot of reference to these kind of vehicles in video games because, you know, you have to kill those things in the video games, I guess. So uh, primary transport for infantry safely um, on a, uh, it says fray battleground. So it's a rough battleground, probably. Um, at least three were used uh, by clone troopers to cross the battlefield. Um, the Commerce Guild used them. Uh, yeah, you, you have to remember that um, the uh, military weaponry is kind of confusing in a way because um, the Empire was built out of the Republic. So they were making weapons for the Republic first, and all of a sudden now it's the Empire, and it's the same weapons, you know? So. Um, there was a time when uh, the clone armies were using the weapons that um, the Empire is exclusively using now without the clones, right? So the rebels were fighting against um, different things, but at one time, you know, they all had the same weapon systems. So that wraps up the news, per se. You got any questions about those guys before I wrap it up? Can I get one one was the eight legs, that I actually at full speed because I don't believe it. 55 kilometers per hour is pretty fast. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we're going to see some more uh, probably next week um, that are like that. They're short, but they have, there's one of them that has, I was telling you, Scott, that has like, um, has like 10 legs. No. There's, two, there's one leg in front and one leg in the back, and then there's four on the sides. It's it's weird and uh, that means it can spin around. Maybe. Hey Scott, that's thirty four miles per hour. That's not that fast, is it? That's no. pretty clunky. Um, and then we'll see. We'll see also later. You remember the the two legged uh, um, vehicles too? Um, that we saw. I think there was one in uh, the Mandalorian last season where he was in that village in the one. Yeah, took uh, pirates were using a, that thing to steal shrimp or whatever, so they could make their uh, their shrimp beer stuff. Let's stop sharing. I gotta reshare my audio. Wish there was just a kind of like what Scott says, or just a button I could push instead of having to clicking through all these menus. All right, so that's the root news, basically. The news.
And that means we have to run this. Spoiler alert. Danger. You are about to be spoiled. This is yeah. your spoiler alert. That's enough. Uh, yeah, so spoiler, if you haven't watched the episode of uh, Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 12, The Outpost, go watch it, come back, and we'll uh, we'll continue. So um, this episode's... Cheat. What? Or just cheat. Listen to cheat. us. Yeah, well, they can. Um, if they want to be spoiled, which is fine. So the directors of this episode were Nathaniel... Balanuva and Brad Rue. Um, writer was uh, Jennifer Corbett. Editor Matt Michivitz. Um, the cast, we start out with, um, if you remember at the beginning of the episode, we're Crosshair standing on the, the back of that one uh, transport. There's uh, someone talking. Um, that's Captain Bragg. She's talking about um, how clones are being phased out. That was played by Sh uh, Shelby Young. Um... Clone troopers, clone troopers that we saw, um, Crosshair, um, the Ice Vulture, the clone Mayday and v Vitech were all um, done by Deed Bradley Baker, of course. Um, our favorite uh, Lieutenant Nolan was done by Crispin Crispin Freeman. Uh, the stormtroopers we saw actually saw some stormtroopers this time. Um, Max C. Hampton played them. And then, of course, at the end of the episode, Emily Carr was played by Kaisha Castle-Hughes. Let's hit the... And now, a word from our sponsors. Does your bald head take a beating from shaving the sun and all of the things Mother Nature throws your way? Do ladies oh look God. at your dry, sunburnt head and cringe? Well, guys, there's a new product out there in the head care market that promises to rock your head. I mean, dome. Looks soft, oh. clean, and touchable, and it's trending number one through social media and on YouTube. Introducing Dome Armor. It conditions with moisturizers like coconut oil and shea butter, protects with sunscreen up to SPF 45, and enhances your already sexy dome into an irresistible hands-on experience. Keep your head, I mean dome, safe and protected. Get dome armor. Now available in fresh bacon scent. Sure to get the ladies to come running in fine stores like Walmart and Lowe's. Oh, and for those still struggling with minor hair loss, oh. try Grow Gain. This yeah. part will refresh, revitalize, and regrow hair on your dome. That's what I need. Yeah. Oh, uh, we're back. Um, cool. All right. So we got to look at Scott's head. He's doing pretty good with the dome armor. It's looking nice and soft and shiny there. So. Uh, the Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 12, The Outpost. Here's what the girl gang does. Oh, that's what the girl gang does? Bam! Yep. Full head of hair. Bam! And Rick's after. <laughs> Before and after. That's funny. Okay. Um. All right. Again, Bad Batch Episode 2, or Season 2, Episode 12, The Outpost. Originally aired on March 8th, 
um, 32 minutes long, which is one of the longer ones. And this is interesting. So, so far this season, all of our um, episodes have taken place in 19 before the Battle of Yavin. This episode takes place in 18. Which, if you look at your time sheet, your time chart, um, the numbers get smaller as they get closer to the Battle of Yavin. Mm-hmm. So, this is means a year, a year or so has passed. Maybe six months, who knows. Um, but it's possible that Crosshair could have been at this location for, for quite a while um, before he got grabbed. So what that means is it's time to grab your favorite beverage, pull up a chair, and join us in the Rebel Alliance briefing room. Unless you're Crosshair and you get called into the office before you can eat. <laughs> Yeah. Mags. What mag? We need some music there. All right. So if you haven't guessed already, this episode is pretty crosshair centric. Um it's all about him. It's all about him. So crosshair crosshair is waiting on a spaceport while fresh stormtroopers disembark from shuttles with three um demobilized clone troopers. Uh, protest their forced retirement uh, to Captain Bragg. Captain Bragg tells them to raise their concerns with the Imperial Information Bureau, uh, the ISB. Crosshair meets his new commanding officer, Lieutenant Nolan, who tells him he is out of uniform. Crosshair dons his helmet, and Nolan informs him that he and his unit are being reassigned to an Imperial Depot on Barton 4. Local insurgents have been targeting the depot due to its high-value cargo. Crosshair and his fellow clone troopers are assigned with guarding this cargo until its transfer the following week. Nolan does not bother to hide his disdain uh, for the clones regarding them as used equipment. Right? Isn't that rude? They're all used up. Sorry, I don't like the lieutenant. Because mm-hmm. the war's over, I guess. They're used up. Um, Crosshair, Nolan, and the clones travel to the snowy world in a, a row-class transport shuttle. Which maybe we should talk about that one of these times. After landing, Nolan assigns one of the clones with guarding the ship while he and Crosshair enter the depot. Which is staffed by several one-eyed Laborer droids. Uh, Nolan asks uh, for their supervisor. Um, the commanding officer turns out to be a bearded clone uh, commander, commander named Mayday, who complains that the supply ship was expected 36 rotations ago and asks if they got lost. Where you been, guys? Um, they've been pretty, uh, you know, forgotten about, I guess, at this depot. Nolan replies that the work on the Empire's they work on the Empire's schedule before blaming Mayday for unst- understaffed state of the depot. Uh, when Nolan asks about his squad, Mayday informs him that following that most of the unit, uh, apart from himself, himself, Hex, and Vtech have perished. The helmets of the fallen squad mates line the storeroom. Nolan tells Mayday that his failings will be dealt with later before assuming command of the depot 
until the cargo is transported. When Nolan demands that Mayday treat him with respect, Mayday counters that respect is something that is earned. Nolan responds by derating uh, Mayday's leadership and competence. Mayday counters that by asking Nolan how many missions he has commanded, and Nolan is silent, exposing his lack of command experience. Well, you know it's his first. Yes, yeah, first. First in what? First he just in... graduated West Point. Yeah. They gave him a fur collar to go with it. Yeah. Instead of a ring, you get a fur collar. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Mayday assigns Hex and Beach with settling uh, while Nolan speaks with Crosshair. Crosshair embarks uh, remarks that he finds Nolan unbearable after barely two hours. When Nolan asks how he got assigned to the lowly mission, Crosshair quips that he was unlucky. The two clone troopers exchange names before Mayday gives Crosshair a tour of the depot and its surroundings. He explains that his unit has spent about a year guarding the cargo while awaiting transportation. Mayday explains that they have been attacked by raiders who have caught them off guard in the last few raids. Um, when Crosser asks how the raiders got past sensors, Mayday explains that the polar conditions have degraded their equipment. Though Mayday requested replacements, none have arrived. Can, can I say? Can I say something? Nope. Absolutely not. Just say it. Say it. Say it. I don't like. I don't like this planet. Why not? It's too cold. Yes, it is. It's too cold. It's it's always cold. It's it's almost like hot, right? It looks like shorts weather to me. <laughs> almost. I think the hairs on your legs might freeze off if you did that. Yeah, it did um, remind me of hot. Of hot though, I actually thought about that when I was watching it. Like, where's the little uh? Oh heck, what are those things called that they they rode on? Tontons. Oh uh, yeah, I was waiting for one of them to go running by. Hey, yeah, that, yeah, the birds are pretty cool though. Yeah, ice vultures. See, it wasn't too um, cold, or else they wouldn't have been flying. Yeah, but they were way up there though. It could be warmer up higher. I don't know. Who knows? Um, Crosshair asks about the cargo, but Mayday says that he has not bothered to find out what's in it, inside the, the containers. Describing it as it above his uh, pay grade, Mayday advises Crosshair not to scout alone due to the dangerous polar conditions and threats of lurking threats lurking beneath the ice. Mayday oh. also talks about indigenous Ice vultures, uh, describing them as vicious creatures whom uh, grudgingly he grudgingly admires. And I looked this up, and um, apparently this is the first time ice vultures have been uh, uh, used before. Wow. So there's no hardly no information about it. It says the ice vulture was a creature native to the planet Barton Four. That's all it says. <laughs> And we never got to see one up close either, so you know, I we only got to see their... They just threw that in. Yep. 
needed something uh, for you to for some for some semblance of some sort. Something for you to focus on. I'm basically telling you the foreshadowing that they're both going to die or something strange like that. <laughs> anyway, the clone troopers are disturbed by Hex, who informs them via comlink that raiders have breached the perimeter. Mayday assigns Crosshair with covering the east while he covers the west. In order to cut off the raiders, um, Crosshair takes his position in a tower while Hex realizes the three raiders are approaching the shuttle. Before Crosshair can shoot an, an intruder uh, is approaching the shuttle, uh, the raider blows up the shuttle. Crosshair is temporarily blinded by the explosion, but manages, manages to shoot the raider from a distance. I think, when he approaches... I think it, I think it shook, shook Crosshair a little more than just blinding him. Because he took a like, while. Yeah. Well... That and I think he, uh, I think he's struggling with, uh, you know, following his orders because he, yeah. you can see he, you can see he wants to fire, but he, he, he doesn't want to fire for a second there. Yeah. Um, when he approaches the site, he finds that the intruder has fled towards the mountains, leaving a trail of blood behind. Crosshair pursues the raider into the frozen landscape. Uh, following the raider's trail, he makes his way down a hill into a tunnel. Crosshair is joined by Mayday, who informs him that the raiders left on a snow skiff down the eastern ridge, or the western ridge, while the others fled on foot down the mountain path. Crosshair disagrees and shows Mayday the tunnel, which raiders use to sneak past the defenses. Dun, dun, dun. Back at the yeah. depot, Mayday pays his respect to the fallen Hex and, and Vitech by placing their helmets on the crates. An unsympathetic Nolan chastises Mayday for not sending troops to retrieve the two stolen crates that were taken by raiders during the most recent raid. Mayday informs Nolan that Hex and Vitech perished during the raid and the lack of manpower or gear for the mission um, beyond can't go beyond the perimeter. Yep. When Nolan insists on recovering the stolen crates, Mayday demands that he provide all his clone troopers for the mission. And then, of course, Nolan says no. No. The, and orders Crosshair and Nolan to recover the cargo on their own. No, no, no. Shame. Um, Shame. <laughs> Later, Mayday and Crosshair explore the tunnels near the depot. They discover the remains of a fallen humanoid raider. Mayday is bothered that the fallen raider was wearing armor stolen from Crosshair's fallen comrades. So that he was wearing clone armor from the clones that Crosshair brought with him. Um, and his fellow raiders left him behind. Crosshair responds that there's no point in leaving dead weight uh, promoting promoting Mayday to remark that he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't want to be the one to die on his watch. Uh, the two sense the earth above them moving, which Mayday attributes to the ice above. Crosshair steps on a pressure mine. Uh oh, uh oh, 
Um, but Mayday spots it and warns him not to move. Don't move. And I mean, don't move, really. Unwilling to lose another soldier, Mayday disarms the pressure mine with a hammer, which is not completely true. He uses some L-shaped uh, brackets, it looks like to me, like those sh shelf brackets or whatever. Yeah. They're L-shaped, so the top of it touches the the mine so that yeah. it doesn't release up. Which was kind but of he, genius, actually. Yeah, he puts... Yeah, he puts four of them on there, one in each corner. And he remarks that the clone troopers have learned to improvise uh, during the Clone Wars while Mayday uh, disarms the mine. He asks Crosshair about his unit. Crosshair mentions that he was part of Clone Force 99, but claims they have perished. Hmm. I don't think he actually said they've... I don't think he actually said they've perished. He just says they're not around anymore. Basically, doesn't he? They're all gone. That's yeah. what he said. They're all gone. Meaning they're, which uh, could be perished, but it means, you know, they're not here anymore. Yeah. Uh, Mayday grumbles about the combat soldiers having to guard supplies following the end of the wars. Having dis disarmed the mine, Mayday advises Crosshair to slowly lift his foot. Crosshair is able to. Remove himself from the mine safely. Phew. Continuing their mission, the two clone troopers spot a campfire with several indiv individuals using their thermal sensors. Mayday spots two sentries outside the camp and advances. The two clones in incapacitate the sentries before distracting the other raiders with electromagnetic pulse grenades. Using the element of surprise, they attack the raiders with their blasters. One of the raiders attempts to flee with stolen cargo on a land speeder, but Crosshair shoots the raider. Pew, pew. Mayday shoots two raiders before being attacked by another raider wielding electrostaffs. Crosshair shoots the assailant while the two retreat uh, as more raiders emerge. The cl two clone troopers take up shelter behind a large rock and exchange fire with the raiders. Outnumbered outgun Crosshair shoots at a power grenade in the back in the back that they're storing, um, which causes an explosion to take out uh, several um, raiders and causes the rocks to crash in the camp. With the raiders neutralized, the two clone troopers proceed to recover the stolen cargo which turn out to be Stormtrooper armor. Uh-oh. For the yeah. new Imperial military. Very valuable cargo. Mayday is so upset uh, about it, and they and their fellow clone, troop, clone troopers are being thrown aside despite their combat service and loyalty. He doesn't like the way that they've been treated. Because they are actually humans. They're just, uh, you know... Disposable. Clones. Disposable. The explosion triggers an avalanche in the nearby mountains and the two clone troopers flee the camp. Expendable. Reminds me expendable. of the movies, The Expendables. Exactly. I'll be back. <laughs> Unable to outrun the avalanche, Mayday pushes Crosshair and the two 
to shelter near a rock. Later, Crosshair digs himself out of the snow and searches for Mayday. He finds and digs Mayday out of the snow. Mayday tells Crosshair to save himself, but he refuses to abandon a fellow comrade. To protect Mayday from hyperthermia, he puts back uh, his he puts back on his helmet, which I think he puts on. Crosshair puts on his helmet on Mayday. Uh uh-uh. Because it's a yeah, it's a grayer helmet. It's not a standard no, helmet, yeah. is it? No, he no. uses Mayday's helmet because it was in the snow beside him. Crosshair Mayday's lost his helmet on, and he can't find his helmet. Yeah, he lost okay. his. There we go. Now we got that straightened out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The That's following day, the. <laughs> the following day, the two clone troopers travel back to the Barton 5 Imperial Depot, Barton 4. Uh, Crosshair props Mayday up during the journey back, uh, and they endure freezing ice conditions. At night, they rest by a rock and huddle with each other for warmth. Burr. Oh, that is so Look, they Crosshair is truly not cold-hearted. He cuddled up. Yeah. yeah. But they didn't take their uniforms off to use each other's body warmth. They needed that to protect them from the wind. There were no tauntauns running around. (laughs) On the second day, they reach their depot after several Imperial shuttles descend on the base. Stormtroopers disembark from the shuttles and begin loading cargo for the base onto their ships. Nolan is supervising the loading. Stormtroopers, stormtroopers, sentries spot Crosshair and wounded Mayday approaching the base and inform Nolan. Showing no concern for the clone troopers' well-being, Nolan orders the stormtroopers to get back to work while he confronts Crosshair and Mayday. Crosshair requests a medic for Mayday, but Nolan chastises them for failing in their mission to retrieve the stolen cargo. He refuses to send a medic to treat Mayday, regarding him as a waste of Imperial resources. When Mayday succumbs to his injuries, Crosshair is distraught. Uh-oh. Does that mean he cries? No, he doesn't. He probably doesn't cry, does he? Just on the inside. On the inside, okay. An uncaring Nolan says that Mayday served his duty as a soldier of the Empire. Crosshair is furious. Urgh. At Nolan and refuses, refusing for him to refuse help to Mayday. Nolan responds that clone troopers are expendable and threaten to and threatens to kill him if he shows another, uh, if he shows further disrespect in the future. Nolan's cruelty and unkindness infuriates Crosshair. You can almost see his head uh, bubbling or whatever, steam coming off of it, like they do in the cartoons, right? Well, this is a cartoon, sort of. So, anyway, uh, Nolan orders Crosshair to resume his duties. Uh, while watching an ice vulture circling, Crosshair addresses Nolan, "Hey, Lieutenant," and shoots him dead with his blaster pistol. Shoom. He then attends to the following Mayday while stormtroopers approach him. Mayday and Nolan. Mayday, Nolan, and Crosshair collapse from exhaustion. I thought Mayday was already dead. Anyway. Yeah, he was. I think it was an accidental discharge. Exactly. I don't think <laughs> he didn't mean to. It was just an accidental discharge. Didn't mean to kill him. Okay. 
No. Um, no. It was a finger. It was a muscle spasm from all the cold. So twitching, yeah. Yeah. You're starting to get warm again and it twitched. Yep, that's um, it. There you go. Problem solved. I'm watching it right now. Later, Crosshair awakens in an operating chamber where he is greeted by Emery Carr. When Crosshair asks where he is, Carr tells him the doctor will come to him once he is healed. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Crosshair asks, who is she? Who are you? Carr tells him to remain calm before injecting him with a chemical that puts him to sleep. As Crosshair slips in, into unconsciousness, Carr tells him that if he cooperates, he may survive. And then we see the credits. So, what do you guys think about that? Huh? That was one of the better ones. It was a pretty good episode. They uh, redeemed themselves from a few episodes that weren't that great. Yeah, for sure. We kind of know a little bit more about Crosshair now. A little bit. He's obviously uh, become frustrated with uh, the way he's being treated. A little conflict. A little conflicted soldier going now. Definitely. He... uh... He, he still wants to follow orders, but uh, as we can see at the end, uh, he doesn't always agree with those orders. Allegedly. Um, yeah, so uh, the obvious question of the week would be, uh, you know, uh, does Crosshair escape from the, uh, from the clone uh, facility? Why is Crosshair at the clone facility? Why did they keep him alive? Those can all be good questions, I suppose. Mm. I'll figure out which one to put up there on the the website and everything. Um, Who is the doctor? Emily Carr is... The doctor is going to be that Dr. Hemlock that was in the previous episode, I think. He's in charge of that facility. He's in charge of that facility. Or is it? Is it going to be a different doctor? Or, Or maybe he'll get to see the emperor. Ooh. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Lots and lots of questions, man. Lots of questions. So it was definitely a little more action-packed. Um, even though it made Scott really cold, it uh, it was pretty good. That's probably why he's wearing a sweatshirt right now. It's cause it's I was still scared to say he's wearing a sweatshirt because he got cold. Where's your stocking cap at, dude? What? Where's your stocking cap? You're cold. You ain't got no hair. He had a he had from a, outside from the rain from being uh-huh. out doing grocery shopping and shit. He had a he had a hoodie on yeah, last week, so, oh. so that was this, folks. The hoodie. There you go. So what do you what do you got opinions about it on this episode, Scott? It was good. It was cross. I think Crosshair is transitioning to, hmm, I'd like to have my brothers back. Maybe. I don't know. He hasn't really... Uh, Do they know this is happening to, to, to all of us around the galaxy? Yeah, they, they've gotten word. I think uh, we, they've talked about 
um, that the troop clone troopers are being retired um, and being replaced by uh, remember uh, we've got what's his name uh, uh, yeah Rex but the, who's that commander that's uh, doing the clone uh, or, or not the clone but the stormtroopers um, remember he was in front of the senate and everything pleading for money oh yeah 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 that was like two episodes ago right yeah, uh, he's he's the one that's in charge of that whole clone trooper operation. So, um, you know, uh, we could meet him again too. He's he's uh, you know the one that singled out Crosshair to uh, um, from the from the Bad Batch anyway, because he knew Crosshair was uh, showing signs of loyalty still. So, yeah, there's that. All right. So uh, let's, let's plead for some feedback. Hopefully, since we're getting more numbers, the uh, Mandalorian is, is pretty popular and um, more people are seeing our stuff. I don't know if they're watching completely through, but they're seeing it. So. Feedback. 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 Feedback at Yeah, there we go. So um, that's one way you can send us feedback is through that email address, feedback at kyledransom.us. Um, you can go to our website, and on one of those sides, left-hand side, I think is the uh, link for uh, feedback pops up a form you can type in what you uh what you have opinions about you know you think scott's uh lack of hair is sexy um or you know rick's uh fading in and out background is kind of cool whatever you want to send us uh we prefer it to be about our episode but uh you can send us anything um kyle's kyle looking goofy in the headphones yeah, that's right. My um, wife loves these things too. She says those um, things are some real indus- high high end industry Raycons, or maybe I've already bought what? them to him. I barely have enough money to support this uh, podcast. How am I gonna? <laughs> I'll send you twenty five. I'll send you twenty six cents. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was telling you before. They, they build me again. Um, so Rick doesn't know, but I, the website and everything is hosted on through Amazon. Yeah. They have a, a service called AWS that allows you to um, basically have a cloud drive, which you can also turn on the feature where it's available for anybody, which allows our website to work. Yeah. Um, and uh, they charge you for traffic. Really? And it's very, it's very, very small amount. So, um, right now, we're getting f- from the. I, I think it's probably, I don't know, maybe the first of the year, we've been starting to get bills from them. Um, before that, it was so such a small amount they didn't send a bill. It was you know forget it, we're not going to charge you. Um, but the last two, last three week, three three months, it's been thirteen cents a month. <laughs> so, um, are they are they uh, snail mailing you the bill, or are they doing it electronically? Electronic, of course. I have my credit card information put on. You have to give them your credit card before oh, you yeah, can yeah. So do file. it or anything. Yeah. So, 
Um, but it's it's you know that also says that we've our traffic has increased, but three percent or whatever kind of thing. Um, data, data, data. So back to the feedback question of the week. We have comments underneath the question of the week. Once you answer it, you can uh, explain why you answered the way you answered, or you know, give us any comments there. Um, like I mentioned, we're on Twitter at super underscore duper underscore pod is our current uh, Twitter address. Um, and we're on YouTube, like we mentioned. YouTube has comments as well. Um, and I missed a comment on there, which was from Scott. But Scott put a comment in um, the week, one of the weeks that uh, Rick, you and I were uh, doing the podcast and he wasn't. And he said, wow, NW Bearcat grad, great job. KJJ, awesome job as usual. Good episode. The music at the end of the episode that we were talking about was called New Hope. The coming together uh-huh. of an idea of a rebellion. So he... Told he picked on, on something. He picked up on it. He probably looked it up on Twitter or something or Facebook or something and found it. But, uh, I knew I'd heard it before. I just couldn't know where. Good job, Scott. Mm-hmm. Good call. Yeah, that was the one that was the one with the uh, mine, you know, and the kids and stuff. That was that episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm just anyway. waiting for the there was somebody that posted uh, which uh, it, it's not possible what they posted I don't think but they posted uh, so they, they said they were looking forward to seeing Darth Vader in, on Mando this next week and I'm like <laughs> that's not possible Darth Vader's dead mm-hmm. he died at the end of uh, you know episode 7 or whatever that was or Six. did he? Or did he? Well, we saw did him burn he? up, and we saw him burn up. So did he? Did he die? Or and he turned it, and he turned into a force ghost. So you can't turn into a force ghost if you're alive. Maybe that was just part of the force. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I laughed at the guy. I was like, uh, I had to reply to him. I said, uh, Darth Vader's did that wasn't me i didn't do that so um yeah so that's the feedback anything else guys before we wrap up no no i think it was a good episode can't wait to see what happens next yep they they kind of gave us a little cliffhanger there at the end with crosshair we got three left or four uh, what was that? That was twelve. There's sixteen episodes, so four. Four. Yep. Ooh, excited. And the last two are at the same. Come out the same week. So we'll that week we'll have three episodes to review. So I don't know if we'll have time to do all three of them at once or or not. But we'll see. We'll see. We should go to a pub or something set up. Yeah, yeah, we could. I was thinking, you know, next week is Comic Con, right? 
Yeah. Scott wants to go to Comic Con. I, I I don't really want to go, but um, Man, that would be a perfect out, dude. that would be a perfect place to uh, get, get video. people to watch watch us and stuff. Okay, so since you asked, Rick, the uh, last four episodes um, titles are uh, Pablo, Pablo, P A B U, um, and then. Uh, Tipping Point, The Summit, and Plan 99. Um, no more. And I'm guessing Tipping Point is uh, when when Crosshair uh, goes over the edge. Mm-hmm. He falls down into a deep, dark pit. Something like that. <laughs> or he makes a decision. And then Plan 99, they, re- they resurrect him with a force. I think there's going to be more uh, accidental discharges during that episode. Maybe. Too many Imperial people get in the way of the accidental discharge. Yep. Oops. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Oops. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I think we're gonna see uh that those uh commandos again. Uh Scorch was the one that we got na- a named commando last episode. Um mm-hmm. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna see him again. I think that's uh He's going to be uh, a part of at least find maybe finding the rest of the crew and possibly bringing him them to the uh, same place that Crosshair's at. And, oh, there's an escape plan going to happen. Like uh, Rick said, ac- accidental discharges all over the place. Boom. That's, that's what I think. All right. So since we all have our opinions, let's end this show. Thank you for listening to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's https colon backslash backslash r-a-b-r kyledrickinson.us That's r-a-b-r dot k-a-i-l-e-j-o-h-a-n-s-e-n dot u-s on the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at R. A B R dot K A I L E J O H A N S E N dot U S. This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, or owned by Lucasfilms Ltd, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott, and in no way express the views or opinions of their past or present employers. Views and opinions are not supported or restricted by Lucasfilms, LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites without consent of Super Duper Podcast Network and its host is prohibited. Yes, it is. I am Kyle Johnson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say goodbye now. Goodbye. 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 Everybody say goodbye. Go good. and that- basketball.
and we had uh, Rick this week, so don't forget to say goodbye to him. Hey, Night Rick. Night. Rick, what Bearcat basketball do this year? Uh, they're playing today. I, that's why I've been kind of like they won the looking at my phone a little bit. The boys but uh, they're actually hosting. They're actually hosting a regional tournament. So I thought they won the championship. Oh, uh, they won the 